What's up, guys? Welcome in to a uh, very, very happy edition of Post Loons following Minnesota United's 3-0 win over LA Galaxy at home at Allianz Field in front of 19,854 at Allianz. Another shutout. Uh, aside from the, the COVID-affected games last year, I would be very, very interested to see the last Minnesota United home game at Allianz that was not a not a uh, sellout over at uh, over 19,000 people. I'm pretty pretty sure every home game at Allianz has been over 19,000, has been a sellout, and it was a shutout tonight. 3-0, the score line. This is Post Loons. My name is Jeremy Rushing, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, we're presented by our good friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. I'll tell you a little more about them in just a little bit. But yes, a big bounce back for Minnesota, not only from a health standpoint, but they followed through on the field with a 3-0 win. It's actually the first time they've ever scored in the first half against LA Galaxy in MLS, um, and it's their first MLS win over the Galaxy as well. I believe they were 0-6-2, including the 2019 playoff game heading into this one. They had outscored the Galaxy up to this point as well, uh, but you get the win, and uh, you get off on the right foot right away with an early goal, and that seems to set the tone and set the tempo. Anytime Minnesota United has got out early within the first, you know, five, 10 minutes, um, they followed through with the win. And that was the case again tonight in that 3-0 win over LA Galaxy. Uh, if you're just tuning into the stream, thank you so much. If you could give us a thumbs up on YouTube, that would be awesome. And then also please uh, drop a comment, a question, a thought, a takeaway in the chat. Would love to respond to that on the stream. Just as Dave Valensky did, I mean, after a win, the best thing to do is sing Wonderwall. And Dave's even doing that in the chat. And after all, you're my Wonderwall. Uh, yeah, it's so great to hear Allianz singing Wonderwall, um, especially after playing the LA Galaxy. I mean, not only is it a you know a, a, a team in MLS that has a ton of history, right? Um, you know, a team that you always kind of want to beat anytime they come in. I mean, you want to beat everybody, but Galaxy just have that name, right? Uh, kind of like that Yankees name. That you just, you know, you have a little bit extra anytime you play LA Galaxy that you just kind of want to beat them. Uh, but also, they're near the top of the table in the West right now. So, um, definitely big for seeding and big for sort of uh, measuring yourself up against the best the Western Conference has to offer. Derek Swanson, good friend of the pod, good friend of the show, uh, owner of Night Street Soccer and Coffee, says healthy team equals win games. Yeah. That's basically what it comes down to. And so let's jump in because that really uh, leads me in to my three things. Uh, and my first thing here is that health is key for this Minnesota United team. Health is absolutely key. We saw the difference, a night and day difference between the Sporting Kansas City game on Wednesday and what we saw tonight against LA Galaxy. It all had to do with, yes, there was an attitude change. Yes, um, it seemed like this team was a little bit more motivated, a little bit more focused on bouncing back. But to me, it all had to do with the horses on the field, who you have in the lineup, the quality that you have. You don't have anybody that can replace an Emmanuel Reynoso. You don't have anybody that can replace a Robin Lud. So having those guys on the field is crucial. And so health is key for this team. It wasn't just key tonight. It's going to be key down the stretch as well. 
Because right now you are right on that playoff line. We're what a month and a half left in the season, 10 games left in the season. And you're right on that playoff. If you want to get up above, forget hosting a playoff game. Top four to me is a pipe dream at this point. I'm not even focused on that. Just get into the playoffs and be healthy. But you have to be healthy to get into the playoffs, right? So how Adrian Heath and co this squad moving forward. I mean, they just fired their uh, director of sports science and they have had major injury problems all season long. So hopefully maybe that indicates there will be a change in how these things are handled moving forward and how the team is handled moving forward in terms of better ensuring that they're going to be available for the stretch run in the playoffs. As many of those key guys as possible, right? Um, That is going to be absolutely crucial to this team's success. So health is key. That's my first thing. My second thing, kind of relating to that, this is the front four that you need if you're Minnesota United. Franco Fragapane, Robin Lud, Ethan Finley, and Emmanuel Reynoso. That is the front four that is going to have to be there kind of relating to the health issue, the the health thing that I was talking about earlier, that is going to be the front four to lead this team. And if this team is going to have success, make the playoffs, make a deep run in the playoffs, it's going to be because this is the, it's going to be because this is the front four that's going to lead them there. And I have to come right out and say it. I was wrong about Ethan Finley. I was 1000% wrong about Ethan Finley. I thought he was best suited as a come off the bench guy, give you 15, 20 solid minutes. You know, I kind of thought, you know, that MLS veteran who's maybe, you know, not over the hill, but, you know, not a guy who's going to make an impact for 90. Um, that's kind of where I've seen Ethan Finley this season or where I've thought of Ethan Finley. I've been very hypercritical of his play. I've doubted him at times. I was 1,000% wrong. He showed me tonight he is the guy that, or Minnesota United starting right, right winger. Wow, starting right winger. Say that five times fast. Uh, he should be starting on the right wing from here on out if he's healthy. Now, again, you're going to have to rotate if you're Adrian Heath to make sure that these guys are healthy for the stretch run and healthy for the playoffs, as I alluded to earlier. Uh, final thing, we hear goals change games all the time. My final thing, though, is goals change seasons? Question mark. I mean, We, after Wednesday, there was a lot of, and rightfully so, there was a lot of doubts on whether this was a playoff team. I think we knew that, you know, from a personnel standpoint and when this team's healthy and all that, this is a playoff team and this is a team that can make a deep run. But in terms of just the ability to put it all together, there was a lot of doubt. And like I said, rightfully so. Tonight, getting three goals beating the Galaxy at home in front of a capacity crowd, it really sort of turns that tide and that thought process on how Minnesota United can fare the rest of the wins. It's all about scoring goals. They've had matches in long where they have put together 20-plus shots, but nothing to show for it or one goal to show for it. You put three on the board tonight for the first time all season. Three on the board tonight for the first time since the Kansas City playoff game last year. That's how long it's been since Minnesota United has scored three goals in a match. You do that tonight, and it completely sort of changes the fabric of your season and how how the season can be looked at moving forward. 
Uh, I know I'm, ha- I know I'm having a little, uh, few connection issues, guys. So I apologize. Thank you so much um, for sticking with me and tuning in. Uh, got a few more chats to get to here. Gundy. Gundy. Uh, load at the false nine for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, you have Adrian Unu, a DP striker. It's tough to keep a DP striker on the bench, but at the same time, Robin Lud has showed he is sort of the guy to be in there. And this is the front four that you want in there. Um, Dave Valensky says, don't totally agree with Ethan Finley. Still think he should be coming off the bench. You know, I was thinking that too. And again, I wouldn't completely hate to see that as well, uh, but depends on who else is in there. Um, if you start Unu up top, Load on the right, Fragapane on the left, and Reynoso at the 10, I'm okay with that. But I think from what I saw tonight, this is that optimal front four, what we saw tonight. But, uh, you know, still a, a good shout and a good point, Dave. Appreciate it. If you're like Dave, if you're like Gundy and you have thoughts, questions, comments on the match tonight, feel free to drop those in the chat. Also, please give us a thumbs up. If you're watching over on uh, on YouTube, that would be great. That's huge for kind of our placement and how many people can see us over on youtube.com slash 10k pitches. All right. Now it's time to shout out our good friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. A lot of great things coming down the pipeline at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. Um, just a really great local business that uh, is passionate about soccer and is passionate about community. They're over at 801 South Night Street in Minneapolis, a great indoor soccer space. As we head into the fall and into the winter, that indoor soccer space is going to be sort of prime real estate, right? I mean, everybody's playing outside during the summer, you know, outdoor pitches are are full, things like that. But as we get into the fall and the colder months and into the winter, I mean, those, uh, you know, people are going to be looking to play indoors. And even though Minnesota is one of the better places I have seen in terms of having indoor soccer playing space, it's still limited. It's still not unlimited, right? Um, so make sure you get in over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. You can book the pitch. Uh, for a team for training uh, with your friends if you want to just get out there and play for parties you know whatever you got you can book a pitch you can either book half of it or you can book the whole thing or if you kind of want to fly by the seat of your pants maybe just play some random pickup they do have pickup sessions available um, and Tuesdays Wednesdays and Thursdays 7 p.m. a one t- one-time pickup is only five dollars so that's uh again if you just want to try it out five bucks they also have the unlimited pickup membership for 35 dollars. and i say this all the time but i really do mean it even if you don't think you'll play enough to make the 35 dollars a month work it i mean if you think you're gonna play pick up soccer you know two three days a week even two days a week that 35 dollar unlimited pickup membership is worth it 35 bucks a month you can play as much pickup as you want at night street soccer and coffee but even if you don't think you're going to play enough to make it worth it, you know, in terms of paying off financially, you know, with the with the discount you get from having the unlimited membership, just getting that unlimited membership is a great way to support Night Street Soccer and Coffee, support a small business who's looking to support the Minnesota soccer community. So if you want to learn about everything going on Night Street, I mean, they have women's only pickup, 40 plus pickup coming down the pipeline here in the fall. Um, a lot of great things going on over there. They have the coffee shop opening up. Um, just go to nightstreetmpls.com. That's Night Street spelled out, N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S.com. I'll, if I brought up the banner here, that would help. 
Uh, so again, nightstreetmpls.com. You can also follow them on Twitter and Instagram at nightstreetmpls. Uh, we have a chat here from one of my favorites, Loon Sylvania, PA Loon. I was, you know, Loon Sylvania, if you're still watching, I was, you know, on the Twitter machine as I am uh, pretty much during every Minnesota United match, uh, a little bit more than I maybe I, uh, you know, am comfortable admitting. Uh, but I, you know, I saw you on the Twitter machine tweeting and I was like, man, I really hope we get PA Loon. I really hope we get Loon Sylvania on the uh on the stream tonight watching and maybe commenting along so uh feel you know i'm really really happy to see that wednesday aside do we credit the defense as much as we should no we don't lutzylvania that is that is definitely not um the defense used to be credited because it was really the sole reason that we would win games in 2019 and even in the early part of 2020 as this roster though has filled out from a midfield and from a uh, an attacking standpoint, I feel like the defense has kind of gotten lost in that shuffle in terms of the credit it is given for wins. And this back line is still as, as good as it's ever been. And they've led from the back in the past. I still think they are leading from the back right now. A clean sheet tonight. Tyler Miller is a stud in goal Wednesday. Is, again, you're going to have those matches sometimes. I can't remember, you know, there have been two 4-0 one-sided defeats for Minnesota United this season. But aside from those, this defense has been incredible and fully healthy. And Bakai Debasi and Chase Gasper and Roman Metinair. And, you know, they just have so many great guys. Michael Boxall. How do I forget Michael Boxall? Uh, it's just when they're fully healthy, this is one of the best back lines in MLS. And they showed it tonight. Great work. Galaxy didn't even have really any high quality chances. Maybe a couple. There was like a bad turnover that that probably should have been an LA Galaxy goal. There was uh, there were a couple of instances that maybe you would you know a, a decent to high percentage chance. For the most part, any chance that the Galaxy had was very very low percentage outside the box. Um, kind of more prayers than anything. And that, to me, is a lot due to the defensive midfield. Let's not lose the defensive midfield in the shuffle either. Will Trapp and Ozzy Alonso did their job and even not really not really allowing play to get that far. That's what they do. Ozzy Alonso is another guy who needs a huge, who gets a huge shout-out from me tonight. Um, he really has, you know, when he's been subbed in late in matches, it's been tough to watch at times with Ozzy. Uh, I think he's been showing his age a little bit more this year. It seems a step slower, but tonight was vintage Ozzy Alonso. Um, really making great plays, you know, not allowing LA Galaxy to anything going in an attack. Will trap there too. Can't forget about him. Uh, so yeah, just overall from the defensive midfield on back, a, a magnificent defensive effort tonight from Minnesota United, um, keeping the clean sheet. And if they can continue to do that down the stretch and score a few goals. Uh, they will be they will be just fine. Uh, I, I believe that. So thank you, Lumsylvania. And you say you're still watching. I very much appreciate it. All right. So now let's get into the game notes. Uh, just sort of again, I just kind of take these kind of uh, spur of the moment during the match. Um, so and I just kind of want to want to go through those with you here on the stream. I think this is kind of a fun thing to do. And it's always great when the first thing you have on the game notes is a goal. Like when you can score that early, you know you're setting the tone. And you know there's a high percentage that chance that you're going to come away with three points. 
That's what happened in the fourth minute. Robin Lud pulls one or puts one on a plate rather for Reynoso. I mean, not sure what the Galaxy defense was doing here or what the Galaxy defense was doing all night long, just giving guys like Lud and Reynoso all the space in the world to operate uh, just outside the 18. That's what happened here. I mean, Lud's just sort of jogging with the ball, just strolling with the ball. He has all the time in the world to just put it where Reynoso needs it on his left foot. No close down from the Galaxy at all on Reynoso. They just let him have the space, let him get it on his left foot. And if that happened for Reynoso, I mean, he could be 25, 30 yards out and it's going in the back of the net. And that's exactly what happened. Goal, Minnesota United, 1-0 loons. I don't know if the Galaxy were not game planning for Reynoso, if they thought he was still hurt, if they hadn't watched what other teams had done all season long to Reynoso in terms of just getting up tight on him the entire match, pushing him to the ground, you know, really, really making it tough on him. L.A. did not make it tough on Emmanuel Reynoso at all tonight. And he ate them alive and made them pay for it. Um, eighth minute, uh, Miller, this is the one mistake he really had all match. He doesn't play one well out of the box. Ends up at the feet of Sebastian Legette, who, I mean, that's not the guy you want to be turning the ball over to. Granted, it was really close to midfield. He sees that Miller's off his line and um i'm not even sure it was on goal with the side camera view is tough to tell but miller does make a kind of a nice almost justin jefferson like uh over the shoulder grab maybe the vikings were watching uh anyways uh yeah he kind of halted that opportunity it wasn't much of an opportunity but uh it was kind of nice to see uh tyler miller show off the the athleticism there a little bit uh 20th minute goal for the balloons again this time, Emmanuel Reynoso, and um, this time, no defense from the Galaxy. Again, uh, little to no pressure, honestly. And as Reynoso did in the fourth minute, he made them pay again in the 20th minute. Uh, if you don't close down Minnesota's number 10, it's going to be a long night for you. He's able to get it on his left foot, let it fly. Nothing Klinsman can do, the, the L.A. goalkeeper. It's an absolute banger to put the home team up 2-0 at that point, and you're off to the races if you're Minnesota United. Uh, 30th minute, Metanair hustles to keep a play alive. I mean, Metanair played really, really well tonight. Um, finds Reynoso. Um, and Reynoso sends this one along to Trap. Trap tries his luck, but it's over the bar. And that's how you end the first half, up 2-0. Uh, second half, 52nd minute, fearless Tyler Miller sort of meeting Kevin Cabral there. The six yard looked like it was going to be a collision. Luckily, it wasn't. Um, Cabral is able to get a foot on it. Miller kind of kind of blocks it with his hip, uh, and then he ends up corralling the ball. So, um, luckily, no uh, no injuries there for Miller or Cabral in that uh, in that instance. Could have been a lot worse than it was. Sixty uh, second minute, Miller goes to punch across, but makes contact with Kai Debasi, who's also tracking it um, right at the six yard box. The two collide. Luckily. The loose ball does not end up at the foot of the galaxy. I mean, that to me was probably their best chance of the night. I mean, you have a ball just up for grabs right there, just outside of the six and a defender and a goalkeeper who are both on the ground. Um, if you're an LA galaxy fan, you're thinking that's one you probably should have taken advantage of and put in the back of the net, but it's eventually cleared away before the galaxy can capitalize. And four minutes later, I mean, Minnesota United made LA pay for mistakes tonight. They haven't done that in the past. Teams have made plenty of mistakes against Minnesota this season. 
And for some reason, they just really haven't been able to capitalize on those mistakes. They, you know, some some nights they're just not getting the shots. Some nights they're getting plenty of shots, and it's just not end up in the back of the net. Tonight is one of those nights where they made the Galaxy pay for nearly every mistake they made, and the Galaxy made a lot of mistakes tonight. Um, for as good as Minnesota United played, this was not a great performance from LA at all. If you're an LA Galaxy fan, you're it's not the same because you are at or near the top of the table. Uh, you're near the top of the table, I should say, if you're LA, jumping off the deep end, maybe if you're a Galaxy fan. But you're sort of having a similar feeling to how Minnesota United fans were feeling after Wednesday against SKC. Like, who is this team? They're now winless in six, or yeah, winless in six matches. Um, RLA now. So um, they have a lot to figure out moving down the stretch themselves. Uh, but in the 66 minute, a perfectly timed run from Ethan Finley to get behind LA's back line. Excellent little chip pass there from Fragapane. Finds the veteran, and uh, he tucks it away nicely. Um, initially, in the run of play, it did look like he might have been offsides, but VAR confirmed that he was on, and it's because LA's left back. Again, I, I don't know off the top of my head who that was, but he played Finley on. And um, again, Minnesota United made him pay. 3-0 loons in the 66th and the 70th, multiple Minnesota United substitutions for Reynoso and Hayes for Robin Lud. Uh, 78th minute, Minnesota United makes another sub as uh, Yosef Rosales makes his second appearance for the Loons, uh, replacing Franco Fragapane. Good to see him continuing to get minutes. It's nice to see him rewarded for the great performance he had against SKC on Wednesday, even though it didn't go the Loons' way, even though a lot of guys did not play well. He was one of the few that did. Um, 82nd minute, Coleman checks in the game, replacing Ethan Finley, and they close it out to the Loons. Um, 3-0, the final from Allianz. Just one of the better performances from Minnesota United all season. They made LA pay for their mistakes. They created chances. Um, they really were relentless in their pressure. Um, and it's almost like the... And this is gonna this is like a, a NASCAR reference. So I don't know if anybody's gonna get this. I'm not even a NASCAR watcher myself, so I don't know why this specific reference is coming to mind. Uh, but it's like the restrict like you can they 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 were kind of set free in this match, it felt like. And I think a lot of it had to do with the reinsertion of Reynoso and Lud, but at the same time, it's almost like after that Wednesday match, you're like, what do we have to lose at this point? Like we're on the fringe playoff line. We're only really going to have an opportunity to make the playoffs and get a strong seed if we just sort of go for it. And it seems like Minnesota United just went for it tonight. And I hope we see more of that the rest of the way. Obviously, being healthy is the key. But in terms of how he plays, I want to see more free-flowing like we saw tonight. Uh, it seems at times they are way too systematic. They are way too robotic in some senses. Um, but this team has the quality and has the talent to just go out there and play. And I'm not talking about being disorganized. I'm talking about playing within the system, but also having freedom to sort of just, just do your thing. And that's exactly what we saw from Minnesota United tonight. And I hope we see more of that uh, the rest of the way. Coming up, you have Houston on Saturday. So this is another huge opportunity for three points because two of the last three wins you've now gotten if you're Minnesota United were against Houston. Before tonight, your last two wins were against the Dynamo. 
um, and Houston are the bottom feeders of MLS um, and will probably remain that way the rest of the way. So that's a huge opportunity at home to get three more points and really give yourself a good chance to maybe get a buffer from that playoff line. That would be big. Um, at DC United the following Wednesday, the 29th, very interested to see how the Loons fare against Eastern Conference competition. They don't have too many of those matches this season. And then the following Saturday, you're at home against FC Dallas, who um, they're struggling right now, our FC Dallas. Um, it's weird because they have so much talent come through their system. But at times you can tell that this is a team that really just sort of grows and sells, right? Um, so we'll see We'll see where Dallas is at heading into that uh, October 2nd till with the loons, but those are the next three matches. If you guys have any more chats, feel free to drop them my way. I'm going to stick around for a couple more minutes. Thank you so much for tuning in on a Saturday night. Um, you know, still doing this from my basement. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's fun. I enjoy doing this with you guys. Feel free to drop more questions or comments in the chat. Um, we got one here from Aaron Sarginian says, nice to see everyone healthy, but also an actual game plan being used and subs based on flow of the game. Well, in regard to the subs, it really helps when you're up 3-0. <laughs> it really helps to make subs when you're up 3-0. Uh, but I do think that, again, relating back to keeping your players healthy, I do think Adrian Heath could stand to use his substitutions more. Now, again, matches where he's using one or two subs, you're not going to see me tweet and hashtag Heath out. But I do think, especially considering the injury problems this team has had and how crucial it's going to be down the stretch for this team to remain as 100% as possible, you're going to need to be very, very intentional with your substitution strategy. And I hope we see a semblance of that set into place over this last month and a half. Um, and yeah, it was really nice to see everyone healthy. It seemed like they played within a really good game plan tonight, but also part of that game plan was just letting these guys play like they play. This team is very talented, especially, like I said, when you have a full starting 11. I said this on Wednesday because we were basically talking about how this team needed to have a healthy starting 11 to have a chance. When this team has a healthy starting 11, a lot of talent is on the field. You need to have a game plan. Obviously, you need to have a system in place. You need to have some sort of thing for them to follow. But at the same time, you also need to let these guys play soccer. Just let them play soccer. And that's uh, that's exactly what we saw tonight. I mean, Emmanuel Reynoso was the best player on the field. I mean, you're talking about a, a team with Chicharito and uh, uh, Sebastian Legette and a number of others. And Emmanuel Reynoso was by far the best player on the field tonight. I'm actually going to tweet that as soon as Postlands is over. So I'll be looking for that on my Twitter feed. Uh, you know, throw me a like on Twitter too, if you could. Uh, feel free to throw more questions or comments in the chat. Probably one more minute here, guys. Going to plug a couple of other things that we're doing here at 10,000 Pitches. Our 10,000 Pitches podcast is back every Friday. Myself and Dominic Jose Bazonio from Duluth. Um, we're talking everything lower league college soccer, kind of Minnesota soccer alums, kind of giving an update to where they are. We had a big update on McQuelia Kale on the last uh episode of Post Loons, talk a bit about Jackson Yule. Um, so feel free to drop us a listen, just look up 10,000 pitches wherever you get your podcasts. On also, if you're into forward medicine, 
Uh, Rob Chapel from Madison365 and I have a Ford Madison podcast called Talk and Flock that we drop every Tuesday morning. Um, we're going to have a very disappointing 1-1 draw uh, to talk about this coming Monday or this coming Tuesday um, as uh, the Mingos drew Toronto FC 1-1 last night. Um, not what you want to see if you're Ford Madison. Again, another late lead from them uh, lost. But again, we'll talk about that more on Talking Flock. So feel free to look that up wherever you get your podcasts for our new episode on Tuesday. Um, but that's going to be it, guys, for Post Lose tonight. Thank you so much. Um, great to talk about a win. Great to talk about a big win. And hopefully this sets the tone for a good run down the stretch for Minnesota United. This team played really well down the stretch last season leading into the playoffs and obviously in the playoffs maybe they can do it again this year because I think, and I said it on Wednesday, I will say it again. This is the thing to be optimistic of. If you're a Minnesota United fan, you just got to get in and be healthy when you're in. It doesn't matter if you're the seven seed, you just got to get in and make sure you're healthy when you're in. And then you have a really good shot. Because when you're healthy, you are one of the most talented teams in this league. I think when Minnesota United is healthy, they are the third best team in the Western Conference. I do. I would put Kansas City and Seattle ahead of them. I think they're better than LA Galaxy when they're fully healthy. I think they, they proved tonight that they are. Um, I think they're better than LAFC when they're fully healthy. LAFC has been very, very inconsistent this year. So the only two teams I would put above Minnesota United at full strength are Seattle and Sporting Kansas City. So if you can just get in, you got a shot. You have a really good shot, I think. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Aaron Sarginian. One more. Uh, best listen, walking back to the car and starting the drive home. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much and for following and for you know giving us thumbs ups on, on YouTube and subscribing to you youtube and dropping comments in the chat it is so awesome to see this thing grow we'll catch you uh i believe next saturday so we got a week off enjoy the week guys next episode of post loons till then enjoy the rest of your weekend guys see ya